Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us in the midst of a, would assume is a chaotic week preparing for finals. Uh, we're so grateful that you chose to join us tonight. So it is really fitting how this gospel reading is today in the midst of Advent and the week before finals. When I listen to this gospel, I imagine me and Christ trading yokes. He getting my heavy one full of first world problems, anxiety, burnout, exhaustion, grief. I receiving his lighter, more peaceful one, full of forgiveness and humility. I was lying in bed the other night thinking about how I'm going to speak to you all about lightening your burdens before the most burdensome week of the semester. I thought about this one story. I was an anxious child from birth. Growing up, my mom had to coach me through panic attacks before unfamiliar social situations and steer my anxious, intrusive thoughts to recognize the reality of the situation. When I went to undergrad, it was full of unfamiliar social situations. And I also felt really alone in my anxiety. I kept it so deep in my gut that it often came out as avoidance. I kept so busy during the day that I did not have a second to think about how I was feeling. At night, I would often not feel up to going out with my friends and instead lay in my bed and stare at my ceiling. I would often feel and end up feeling a lot worse after the social media posts would roll in but how much fun they had that evening. Some of, even some of my best friends did not know to what extent my anxiety ruled my life by the time we graduated from college. After graduating, I moved on to do a year of post-grad service with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps in Syracuse, New York. I was so far away from all of my familiarity. That fall, I had nowhere to hide when I felt anxious. I lived in an intentional community with four other people and we had to hang out with each other. My anxiety manifested itself very physically and I would often cry because I did not know what to do with my emotions or I would become so anxious that it would become difficult for me to even speak or move. My community would often notice this and ask how they could help. Except I had never had to explain my to anyone what I needed support with. I never had to articulate my anxieties and my needs. I just answered, I don't know. In January, during our reorienting retreat, we were giving a, given a few hours of silence. I felt in my heart a tugging to talk through with my community about my anxiety. I ended up writing about 10 pages front and back in my journal about my journey with anxiety and a very detailed plan for whenever I felt that way. I even categorized my anxieties based on my different behaviors and gave possible suggestions for them to support me in those different times. Can you tell that I was meant to be a counselor? After dinner, when we got released from our silence, I asked my community to stay back. I read them a few of those pages with tears streaming down my face. 
this time not in anxiety, but in relief. Relief of no longer being alone. Relief in leaning on my community. Relief in being vulnerable. Many of you may know Brene Brown as being a queen at talking about vulnerability. She is quoted saying, daring greatly means the courage to be vulnerable. It means to show up and be seen, to ask for what you need, to talk about how you're feeling, and to have hard conversations. Additionally, she also says, Vulnerability is based on mutuality and requires boundaries and trust. It's not oversharing, it's not purging, it's not indiscriminate disclosure, and it's not celebrity-style social media information dumps. Vulnerability is about sharing our feelings and our experiences with people who have earned the right to hear them. Being vulnerable and open is mutual and an integral part of the trust building process. Before this conversation with my community, I felt unseen and misunderstood. I felt like our community was not adding up and I was the missing part of that equation. The hands of my community were extended and I was rejecting the opportunity to be vulnerable with them. Not because I did not want to, but because I was never given the time or space to be able to sit down intentionally and think about what my needs actually were. My community during this conversation took my burden from me. They gave me back a much lighter one, which I felt supported and I felt loved. This is what Jesus is saying and wanting from us in the gospel tonight that he will take our burdens and give us back a much lighter one. How does he do this? Exactly how I described to you tonight. We are not meant to do life alone. Through your friends, family, loved ones, coworkers, through your hobbies, your self-care, your alone time, and even your time here tonight through vulnerability, support, and grace. When we give ourselves the freedom to trust others, to trust yourself, and to trust Christ, we are given back a much lighter yoke in exchange. I know this is going to be a tough week and a half before you go home for Christmas, but try to take time during the acoustic melody that Andy will play after my reflection to think about what you need. Whether it is friends to keep you accountable to study, setting reminders on your phone to remember to eat your meals, or unloading your frustration on your local resident minister. Schedule time for yourself. Tell your friends what you need, and in exchange, ask your friends what they need. Spend time in silence and prayer. When you do these things, it makes your burden much more light. Knowing you are taking care of yourself and you are supported by those around you, alongside taking care of your academic expectations, 
makes the world of a difference. I challenge you to think about, how, about the things that you need, the conversations you need to have, and the people you want in your corner, both now and the future.